Welcome to Happy Hour with the Home Collective. We are your hosts, Bill Ball, Dina Suriano, and Kristen McFeely. It's 5 o'clock. It's happy hour. What are you ladies drinking today? Um, yeah, so I'm drinking Great Lakes Brewing Company, Edmund Fitzgerald Porter. I think it's about 6%. This is one of my standards. I love this beer. I get it every time it's on draft. And uh, I got a couple bottles, so that's what I'm drinking tonight. It's great. Dean, how about you? Guys, I am drinking Modelo again because I don't have any other beers in my house. You know what I almost considered doing? But then I was like, I'm going to get too hammered. I can't do this. I almost drank bourbon. Oh, boy. To make fun of Bill. (laughs) (laughs) I considered it. And then I was like, I can't. I have an early morning tomorrow. I can't do it. But I wanted to. Okay. Well, see. All right. You could drink Modelo every week. I just don't want to get crap for drinking my bourbon. You guys mm. made fun of me for drinking bourbon. Well, how, this is our what episode? Uh, this is our like ninth or tenth episode. This season is actually two. our thirty ninth. Okay, well, we're then, not, but yeah. So there you go. <laughs> what about you, Bill? Where are you drinking? Anyway, we know about Modelo. Tell us about Modelo, <laughs> Dean. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Everyone knows about Modelo at this point, okay? (laughs) I'm drinking uh, Victory Golden Monkey. I knew knew you were going to say that. Yeah, 9.5%, ladies. I'm bringing it. high alcohol ones. I like the high alcohols because I only have like one or two anyway. He's a dad. You know what I mean? I'm not. I don't sit down and drink and knock out a six like Dean does. I would rather have. Listen, I'd rather have lower alcohol and multiple beers than. Samesies. It, I'd rather have one beer because I feel bloated, then I switch over to oh, bourbon. Gotcha. Kristen, we tailgate. We're really yeah. like tailgate. Like drinkers. I can yeah, hang on. Bill's like Bill's um, done after one. Pinky in the ear. Drinker. How would we pinky up? You're a pinky up guy. Is that what you said? Yeah. See, look. Uh-huh. What is that glass you're drinking out of? Is that like a three ounce? This is an old school South Philly bar, seven ounce Miller Lite beer glass. Oh, that's dope. I love it. Probably stolen from the old P and B on. Wealth and Oregon is not here anymore. It. Like, yeah, probably. <laughs> that and like Back a steak knife and you went home. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, cheers. Happy, happy hour, ladies. Cheers. Happy, happy hour. So what's been going on, ladies? Yeah, yesterday we had our we had our team meeting. Um, you guys were both there for the Philly Home Collective, our real estate team. And uh, we had it at the brand new office, which is really great. It's uh it was actually my first time there. And Dina, it was your Same. first time there too, right? My first time, yeah. 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 We moved in about three weeks ago. That's a cool space. Like, it, there was, there's a lot of features, a lot of really cool things in our office. I felt like I worked at Google for a second, to be honest with you. Yeah. I drank a really fancy draft seltzer, non-alcoholic. I was like, <laughs> what is happening? Um, and yeah. <laughs> like all the, everybody has like their own, like- Every team or every agent, they they all have their own like private office and with like their logo on the, the glass door. It's super cool in there. It's just cool. Yes. Um, but the most interesting part of it, I thought, aside from the roof deck, which it was raining yesterday, so we didn't go up there, but the basement. What is going on in the basement, you guys? So the ba- yeah, so the basement of this place has um, a place called Spin, which is not like an exercise bike place, which is what Not I at thought all. it was. When they <laughs> I thought it was an exercise place. And yeah. we were talking about going to spin after our meeting for a drink. And I'm thinking, why, like why a are we going to go? like, ride we a bike do? and then we have to work out first? <laughs> this is weird. Yeah. It's not like our team at all. No. Yes. So after the meeting, a bunch of us went down. Bill and Sheena, of course, had to leave a little early. Unfortunately, they missed it. But it's really cool. It's like a, it's the basement level of our building. It's huge. They have at least two bars that I saw they had, mm-hmm. and then they just mm-hmm. had like ping pong tables everywhere. So we kind of like our team sort of got a little section and uh, played some ping pong, got some beers. Then we we ended up moving it, the party over to the bar, and we hung out there for quite a while. Dina and I, I think shut down the place, but I think um, we did. Yeah, yeah, usual. But <laughs> the what those the bars in Spin are huge too. Yeah, it's not really a tiny big. place at all, and you can rent a little area, and there's like wheat paste art on the walls there's the amborella candy hearts everywhere Mm -hmm. like it's super neon it's it's really neon yeah it's it's a total bathrooms were confusing but i I, i'm old i figured it out they were they were confusing (laughs) 
They really were. Confused by the bathrooms. Mm-hmm. I was confused mm-hmm. by the bathrooms. Interesting. It's been, Where yes. do we go? Yeah. I wasn't sure what was a mirror and what I was really looking through. Right? <laughs> Dina knows what I'm talking about. Yeah, I do. Yeah. I had the same experience. I was like, what? oh, no, that's not, that's another human. I thought that that's was. That's not me. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I was like, wait. <laughs> wait, yeah. so you guys were really there late night? Like you stayed? No, we weren't that late, but everybody oh, okay, from the okay. team had pretty much left. Joe Morrison oh, was still you hanging. Drank the team. Joe okay. Herzog came down, which was great. Billy stopped by, and Sean Roach, mm-hmm. and, uh, oh, okay. and us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I have to we check it out. Hanging. I've never been to one. It's a feel like a, like a warehouse, like it's open space. Is kind that what of. you're saying? It's got like kind a loft of. type of vibe, but, but because like it's big. A, in the basement, it feels kind of cozy, though. Like mm-hmm. it's, it doesn't feel like you're in a basement, but it's um mm-hmm. yeah. I mean it's it's so cool that it's right downstairs from our office, and that we have, as Dina mentioned, a huge roof deck as well. Which when the summer comes, we can have events there. We can do happy hours there, team events. It's great. Quizzo. The new office is right on. Um, it's fourteen thirty Walnut Street, so we're like three blocks from our old office on Locust. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so who? What do we have going coming up? Well, Dina. Today we have Zoe Fox coming on. Uh, she is our friend and teammate on the Philly Home Collective. She's going to be giving us the inside scoop on what's going on in the rental market. We know it's a crazy seller market right now and buyers are running into multi-bids on every property out there, it seems. And she's going to give us the lowdown, the skinny, mm-hmm. the tips. The 411. The inside scoop. Did a kid still say 411? Yeah. Is that a thing? Okay. No, I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) But I do feel like it's a great time because renters need love too. That's a huge market. Renters become buyers eventually. They do. That's how you start. Yeah. Yeah. They do. I mean, Zoe has, Zoe is like so great with people and she has developed such I can't even describe it. She's developed like such a niche for herself. Not that she doesn't work with buyers and sellers as well, because she does, but she's developed such a niche and just befriends every single tenant and every landlord. And then they all turn into future clients. And she's, I can't wait to hear what she has to say about the market. This is one piece of the market that I don't, I don't dip my toes in very often. So I'm excited to hear from her. You only have 10 toes. Yeah. They're all doing something. So yeah, Yeah. (laughs) they're all, they're all already dipped. Anyway, yeah, <laughs> all right, so we'll take a quick break, and then coming up next is Zoe Fox. Last episode, we were talking about how crazy this real estate market is, the seller market, and, and um, all these multiple bids we're getting from buyers, and it seems like we're having a ton of activity, and buyers are just trying to grab houses left and right. So that made us wonder what was going on in the rental market. So we turn to our Philly Home Collective rental expert, Zoe Fox. <laughs> She's joining us now. Thanks for coming on, Zoe. Hi, guys. Thanks hey, Zoe. Zoe. We're so happy Hi. to have you. Thank you. <laughs> so this is the happy hour show. Are you enjoying a beverage? I am. It's um an Austin East Ciders pineapple cider. And it says, how do you like them apples on it? And it's delicious, but mm. I didn't realize it was so sweet. Like I bought like a whole case of this at Jupiter Brothers because I saw it and I was like, I love pineapple and I just bought it, but they're so sweet. So I could only drink one like every once in a while, <laughs> but I just grabbed what was cold in my fridge. So here we go. <laughs> nice. Cheers. Well, cheers. Cheers, guys. Yeah, this is much needed. I had a crazy day today. Really? <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes. I like should be working on a wedding right now, but I was dealing with a bunch of listing stuff today all day. So, but good problems. Yeah. For those of you who don't know Zoe, and most people do, I feel like mm-hmm. every time I mention the team, people are like, are Zoe on your team still? Um, <laughs> Zoe, you've been with me for ever. No, 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 I want to say t- 2011. Could that be right? Yeah, we met in 2011. 2011, like, and you started off. Yeah, you started off as a transaction manager for my for myself and my former team, and then um, came over with us when we made the move to Compass. And now you're a full fledged agent, and you are 100 percent the rental queen expert. 
We bow down to you. (laughs) We bow down to you. Just the other day, Zoe sent the whole team this email that's like, here's my, you know, here's just my my rental Bible, basically. Like, here's how you do everything. And I was like, I'm gonna flag that because I don't know any of this. (laughs) How could that be on like this this email? This is me flying my freak flag. You guys get to see me in my like crazy anal list making long ranty email. (laughs) No, it was awesome. It was so awesome. It's like a chicken soup book I look at it every yeah. anytime we get an email from Zoe I'm like this is gonna feed my soul somehow I don't yes, know like exactly. covered with weird anecdotes that you have to figure out on your own time whatever it is <laughs> we love so it. great so great yeah no I um it's I think rentals are really fun I think a lot of agents shy away from them because they can be time consuming but I enjoy them so you know you just have to have a system that's all yeah <laughs> and for you I I feel like so many of your 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 people that you get in your tenants that you get into a rental you know the following year call you because they're they're ready to buy I feel like that happens so oh yeah no I had clients that just closed last week I um helped them with a rental and they didn't actually use me for their rental but we became friends and four years later they bought a house in the suburbs and we went through a couple bidding wars then we got one got a good one so awesome. <laughs> it's hard. It's hard out there too. Yeah, so it was it was brutal, but they got a great house. They literally have a house with a jacuzzi bathtub with like a tiny TV in it. And I was like, I'm just gonna come work from your bathtub. That's, really <laughs> <awesome>. <laughs> That's awesome. That's, That's great. Awesome. So Zoe, you you know, like you just mentioned, you do sales too. What's what's the comparison for the rental market right now? The rental market moves so quickly. Um, I think that's what a lot of people get like kind of like scared of. They're like, oh, like I saw it and then it was gone. And it's like, well, you know, I think you really have to come in it with a strategy, which is why like it's kind of nice to work with an agent who, you know, they don't do it every once every three years. They do it like <laughs> all the time and they kind of can help you navigate through that. But I think most people are surprised at how quickly they have to make decisions. So I really encourage people not to like start too early and make themselves crazy. (laughs) Um, That's a good point. Yeah. You're saying because by the time they start looking, that inventory's gone. Yeah. Like you need to go out. Like I'll even have people do like credit and background checks in advance. I'm like, if this is what you're looking for, I want to have this already in a file for you ready to go. Like, I'll even put it in, like, a draft of an email so I can just, like, copy the listing agent's email. Boom. Here you go. Here it is. Sign it. (laughs) That's awesome. So so days on market right now, like, is it similar, you know, with it uh, similar to the buyer market? Like, as soon as something comes on, you have to get on it? I think it depends what it is. Like, it really, um, like, if it's a nice, newer, renovated property that has, like, central air and a couple bathrooms and a nice backyard or kind of some kind of outside space, and it's priced right, it's going to go quickly. Like I have a lot of rent landlord clients that are like, oh no, I'm renewing. What's going to happen? I'm like, it's going to go very quickly. <laughs> Don't worry about it because that's what's been happening even in the dead of winter. You know, even in really? my, my own two rental properties over the holidays in the dead of winter, the worst possible timing. And it was fine. It went in four days. <laughs> yeah. with multiple applications to choose from. So. Multiple applications. Very strong applications. Like it was hard to decide, you know, ultimately it can only be one, which is again why it kind of has to go quickly. You know, I don't encourage my landlord clients to like wait for another unicorn to wander through their yard. Like get these people that are coming in quickly, that are seeing it online, they're seeing it quickly, they're applying, they're well-qualified, lock it down. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. so when you talk to your your landlord clients, like, or maybe you have a, a new landlord client. Like, how do you guide them through getting ready to like put their property on the market? For anyone who's thinking about being a landlord, right? Yeah, everybody should be a landlord. It's a great thing to do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's my retirement. Um, I didn't have a good landlording day today, but <laughs> normally some it is days really it's good. not fun. Like, ask me on another day, and I'm sure it <laughs> was not good for oh, me. No, Kristen. Anyway, no, no, no. It's okay. <laughs> No, we just had a heavy rain yesterday and my brand Oof. new tenant, there's like things are leaking and she's like, what did I do? But anyway. <laughs> I think a lot of that really though, like people and like, you know, people can put up with that as long as you're responsive. And like as yeah. a landlord, if you're like, I care about you, I'm not going to let you live in squalor. 
this is my investment. I'm going to keep it nice. Please don't worry. You know, and just realizing where the responsibility lies and being very clear about that and having, you know, an ironclad lease as a landlord. So the number one thing I tell landlords is start by going to our blog. Go to Philadelphia Home (laughs) Mm -hmm. Collective. blog there is a a whole link for landlords about how to get ready how to get a um rental license in the city of philadelphia which is really your ticket into landlord tenant court if you ever need to evict someone so it's like a you know insurance policy it costs you 50 dollars a year um and there's information in that blog post about maintenance and regular maintenance and what you should plan to do, the money you should plan to spend on your investment to keep it nice so that you can keep making money on it. For turnover, what are like the two or three things you su- suggest every landlord to do before relisting? Um, deep cleaning. Don't be cheap. Just clean mm-hmm. it. Don't do it yourself. Hire a professional. <laughs> and True. painting. I mean, I think a lot of people, the, I, I posted this hilarious video that was like, the landlord special. Let me just, like, everything is painted The light white. switch. Yeah, the paint light on switch. the light the switch. The blinds, the refrigerator, everything is white. <laughs> <laughs> paint the fridge silver. <laughs> right? But, like, don't be afraid to, like, send a professional painter. I tried to paint one of our front doors. It took me, like, three hours. I was, like, crying at the end. I ruined my shirt. I was like, I should have just had the painter do this uh-huh. while he was here. Mm-hmm. This is horrible. Mm-hmm. I don't even paint my own fingernails. Why am I doing this? So. <laughs> That's a good point, yeah. <laughs> so let the professionals in. Honestly, it's so much better than trying to DIY and then be sad about it. Like, bring professionals in. Plan to do maintenance, like coating your roof. Mm-hmm. And servicing your heater and your air conditioner and, you know, checking for termites every once in a while. You know, pop by. Go and check the batteries on the smoke detectors. It costs you 20 bucks and, and it's like a nice... I even bombarded my tenants. I was like, do you guys need a new fire extinguisher? I'm at Home Depot. I feel like buying stuff. <laughs> what do you want? <laughs> you know, that's, great. Yeah. that's great. I want them yeah. to feel like I, you know, that I want to take care of them because they are in my retirement. I love them. Yes. Protect your investment. Yeah. And just be human about it. I mean, I think if you really set up good expectations with people, you can set up that relationship. And don't you feel like if you're taking care of the house, maybe they're going to like take your lead and do the same thing? A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Yeah. If they know that you're going to like pop by and be checking stuff out and they want, you know, change the air filter. (laughs) Don't let your dog eat my wall. That kind of stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Did you guys see that article on Curbed? where there was a property listed in New York, like fresh on the market. And there was a real, like a video of applicants outside waiting to tour with like, (laughs) you know, 10 groups of people inside touring the property. And they, it blew my mind. And they were like, this ended up going over asking price. And to me, I've never seen, I don't do that many rentals personally, but I've never seen a rental go over asking. That like Mm -hmm. broke my brain. My father-in-law actually brought that up to me at dinner tonight. (laughs) Really? (laughs) Yeah, he brought that exact, he saw it online, I guess, the lines and stuff. And I was like, you know, the news is that it happens here in Philadelphia too. Maybe not like lines, but I've definitely had times where I get so many inquiries from our online subsidiaries and, you know, all of our internet marketing that... I can't show it to 500 individual people, oh, yeah. so I'll set up an open house. And yeah. then people come and they're like, what? And I'm like, this is just me not wanting to drive across town 10 times today. So, so. smart. <laughs> it's so, so smart. smart. Because then yeah. they also do see other people there and then there's it creates a sense of urgency. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm always honest with people. I'm like, it's not a first come first serve situation. I would encourage you to apply quickly, but they're going to choose the best one. And we're hopefully going to do it in a reasonable amount of time. So I know that's why I also encourage my tenant clients already, you know, have your credit check run. You know, we at Compass, we use an NTN system, which is like pretty standard in our market. It's 50 bucks. It runs your background check and your credit check. You have all that stuff on hand. You can use it at most every brokerage as long as it's 30 days old, you know. So if you have that already, then you're not kind of out. You can send it if you've already run it and it shows like, I'm serious. I'm well qualified. I'm ready to do this. Well, it's kind of like the pre-approval mm-hmm, for a, 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 exactly. a rental applicant. Mm-hmm. I mean, that that makes total sense. Mm-hmm. That's well, a learn. I didn't, if you want to write a love that. letter to the landlord, that nobody's going to stop you. <laughs> you know, yeah. tell them how great you are and how you've paid your rent on time, and your dog is, uh, you know, number one show dog and whatever else. So <laughs> <laughs> trained, well, yeah, totally. trained, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness. 
yeah, something they might not be able to tell about you from your application. Because that's like one thing for new agents, too, is like be thorough with your clients, like really represent them. How would you present their offer, present their application? Don't just like fling me some weird thing I have to log into, you know? Good point. (laughs) If you do it the right way and you're buttoned up, then hopefully you're not spending as much time working on finding them a place like everybody wins Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. yeah so that's that's really smart save time save time yeah (laughs) i think typically like summer and the holiday is usually like a slower time right for rentals i no, actually i mean the holidays yeah for sure the holidays are slower that's usually the slowest time is like like deep fall thanksgiving into early spring but this year, I saw it picking up early, early spring, and like even the holidays were busy. Well, this year, has it been just busy constantly? Yes and no. Like, I do see our patterns coming back, which is like our rental season is typically May through August is the busiest rental turnover. Like, for years, it was May. It was when I had my most rentals, most listings turning over, and then it kind of just pushed into August. And then you really see like a huge drop off at the end of August and it has everything to do with the school schedule. Mm. So you're not in school, you're being driven by that cycle because that's when the vast majority of people are moving, especially here in Philadelphia. We have our eds and meds, right? So we have people coming for the hospitals and our big, you know, major school system. So May is when the residents start coming on, you know, and they are moving then. And then so that, you know, I tell landlord clients too when you're pricing your rentals there's always going to be a range that you're able to get maybe in the winter time you'll accept a little less money just to not have a vacant property Mm -hmm. at the dead of winter but then in the summertime there's just naturally more people looking and so that's when you start to get these like lines out the door there's more people looking but there's less apartments oh my god now we want to pay more it does happen here It it absolutely does people will be like i'll give you 50 bucks a month more boom this is awesome yeah and i think one of the cool things too is so just i do have a couple rental properties and zoe usually is is my rental listing agent <laughs> she's the one who You're lists so them easy for to me. work with <laughs> well because i'm just like you got it <laughs> um and billy and i love you so much but you um you handle all of those and i and you're so professional like when we get the applications you're like here's the rundown here's what this person's story is here's the whole thing and it's it's just so great i can't even tell you but i was gonna say one of the things is um you know if if you do i'm assuming and you do this if you have a a rental lease that's ending in one of those kind of holiday, late fall sort of holiday time, maybe an opportunity for a tenant would be to do like a 15-month lease or a 16-month lease or something like that that would be appealing to a landlord that the next rental cycle will be where it's not so hard to rent. You know, you'll be in a I different season. I encourage that for everybody's sake. I mean, it's that's and that's not to say you, you know, it's not you can't still move in the winter time, but it's just kind of nicer to not be. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and just make it easier for the landlord too. That's appealing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And just to not have vacancy over the winter time—that's a big thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Zoe, you grew up somewhere very interesting. You didn't <laughs> grow up in Philadelphia. Philly's interesting, but I feel like it's. You don't hear about this place too often. Oh, um, it's kind of another pots. planet. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. grew up in Santa Fe, New Mexico. It's northern New Mexico, and it is in the United States. <laughs> <laughs> For our listeners, geography lessons. It is in the United States. But I grew up in a very special little place called Cañada de los Alamos, and it's about 30 minutes outside of downtown Santa Fe. If you follow the old Santa Fe Trail all the way to where it ends, that's where I'm from. In a little village, it was um, originally a Spanish land grant. Of descendants of the original Spanish settlers still drive their cattle, and they have a deal with the U.S. Forest Service that they graze their cattle in the forest. That was my backyard. So, wow. Get out of here. We had That's a very so wild cool. childhood. We had chickens. We had an outhouse. We had – my dad was like a crazy hippie. We had a tower. We had an adobe tower that was like a writing tower. Where, yeah, there was things buried in the walls, y'all. Like, like what bodies no, what are we talking no. about is this That's, the x-files this is what like family about? secrets i can't even tell you but there was things buried in the wall i'm just telling you nobody's listening just go for it. <laughs> my dad my dad was a crazy dude but yeah this was like a magical place and my sister still owns that house and we actually rent it to um a kid who is a couple years older than me and grew up over the hill and his parents still live over there they have a 
off-grid solar house that his dad built. He has an Adobe building company out there. And my dad was a builder. So my dad did a lot of high-end residential. Santa Fe has a lot of second homes. A lot of wealthy people come to go skiing and it's just really beautiful. There's a lot of art there. So my dad did specialty plaster work, Venetian plaster and stucco and all kinds of tile setting and stuff like that. So I grew up going to these like massive, gorgeous houses and he'd be like, I'll be outside plastering, go inside and play with the decorator. <laughs> yes. And I got really into this whole idea of like space and interior design and, you know, just building and stuff like that. So I, and that was also the time that like HGTV was coming out big time. Mm-hmm. Like <laughs> everybody was into trading spaces and all those mm-hmm. shows. I had that show on DVD, by the way. Um, <laughs> so. <laughs> That was the first one of those shows, really. It that was really a good was. One. I had friends that were actually on that show. <laughs> I was in yeah. eighth grade. I looked yeah. up interior design in the encyclopedia in the library and was like, yeah, that's what I'm going to do. So I was obsessed to be an interior designer forever and ever. And so that's why I moved to Philly in 2006 to go to college and more College of Art and Design. And I got my bachelor's degree. I have a BFA in interior design, which Kristen also has a certificate in interior, interior design. I do. More. Look at you from guys. More, more ladies mm-hmm. are everywhere. We run yep. the world. Hell <laughs> yeah. I'm a UArts BFA grad, but then I went back to more like years after I graduated. For all that the UArts kids were like the edgy, cool kids. We were, <laughs> we were friends with all the graffiti artist guys. You guys are the edgy, cool kids on the team. <laughs> Let's not mistake in it. <laughs> We're probably the most heavily tattooed people on the team. That's yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, Bill's beard is a tattoo for those it who is. don't know this. It's the- <laughs> <laughs> a permanent yeah. 3D tat. I hang it up before I go to sleep <laughs> with my robe. Okay, I love it. <laughs> no, but yeah, no, I moved to Philly in 2006 and I kind of just never left because I loved it. I had a, gr- a job with an architect when I graduated from college, but. It was part-time, so I was like, all right, let me see what else I can do. And that's when I went on Craigslist, and I found a job as a real estate assistant. I was an executive assistant for the Don White team. She was, like, the original real estate diva. And we had a great time. We had an eighth-floor corner office at Broad and Walnut. I was like, what is my life? Like Like the famous streets of Philly, Broad and Walnut? Uh, That's just a name drop. (laughs) It really was. We were above the Banana Republic. Like, life was good. There was a lush across the street. Life is good. So, but yeah, so I worked as an assistant and earned, like, basically, you know, go-to everything, girl, the complaint department for five years. (laughs) And, um... And then I got my license in 2014, but I didn't start really selling until 2018. But I was always managing the rentals mostly because nobody else wanted to. And it was just like a slog for people. And I was like, well, I can do this. It's it's not hard. (laughs) And it's nice money. It's nice like, you know, side hustle. it's instant money. That's the one thing. Because when when you're doing a sale... You know, you, you're not getting paid for 45, if if, if it even closes, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, you're not getting paid for 45 days or so. But as a, you know, rental, it's like, it's pretty much right away. You know, you they can go the, pretty quickly. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, absolutely. So, and I, in, and it's good pipeline stuff too. It's great. That's oh my gosh, so many tenants so good at that. that I have met. Yeah, I actually, you know, I have some more um, people now. They just got married. They're getting ready to buy. And I met them as tenants actually in one of Stephanie's listings I was showing for her in, in um, Queen Village. Queen Village. Queen, not Queens. Not- Did she say Queen? No, she said no queen. I said Queen. I used to live in Queen Village. Yeah. No. Oh, I thought the best she said was queens. I was standing Damn. in the Queen Village dog park at the Mario Lanza dog park, and I just happened to be talking about Bella Vista, and some lady like came up to me and was like, This is not Bella. Stuff. I was like, lady, mind your beeswax. <laughs> you can get it. Those are fighting words. I know. I know. This town. Everybody wants goodbye. to make sure you get their neighborhood correct. Yeah. yeah. You know, <laughs> that and your percentage of Italian, you have to oh, always God. know that. That can get you in a fight too. Oh, God. If you're not 100%. So true. All right, Zoe, are you ready? We're going to play rapid fire. I'm going to ask you a couple questions. You got to tell me the first thing that comes to mind. Are you ready? I'm ready. Tell us about the neighborhood you currently live in. I live in East Pashunk, or more specifically, East Pashunk Crossing. So, anybody's asking, very specific. <laughs> you better get that get right. right. The neighbors will. <laughs> Here we go again. Get it right. Get it right. <laughs> well, what about it? Oh, what about it? Um, it is amazing. I can think of probably twelve different world cuisines that I can walk to for my house. I can walk to do all of my errands. We can walk pretty much anywhere. 
we have parks we have festivals that's my favorite part is like when life is back to normal literally one block from my house i can go to like street festivals and art fairs and my husband is like no more artisan soap Artisan <laughs> soap. Like we cannot have. That's he's gonna he put his foot line. down. Okay. That's where. That's just gonna say. That's where you gotta put his foot down. Okay. Number two. That's number my two. Kryptonite. I love yeah. artisan soap. That's and your you're... kryptonite. <laughs> I have to buy. It. I. I don't know why. I'm you're just a block from the Miracle of Thir- on Thirteenth Street too. At we like to, time. We're trying to brand ourselves as like the Lower Miracle. It's mm-hmm. not really the happening low- yet, but we're, we're gaining uh, momentum. It's not exactly a miracle. <laughs> the but Lower it's, Miracle. Uh, you should get stickers. Miracle of South it's a. It's a weird coincidence. <laughs> the other miracle. <laughs> but yeah, we love our neighborhood. What is the first thing that comes to mind about your very first real estate experience? Well, I don't even know if it was my real estate experience, but it was my sister, and I'll never forget this lady. My sister was trying to move to New Hampshire. She had just finished her undergrad and was going to grad school at the University of New Hampshire. And we went to this like sprawling complex and we go and we meet with this realtor and she's like impeccably groomed. Her car is immaculate and smells amazing. And I'm just like, how does this lady do this? Like, how is she so perfect all the time? <laughs> and now no, you know how easy that is to do. Yeah. The artisan <laughs> soaps. The artisan soaps. <laughs> that, is not, that is not my car at all. No. No. Same. I try, but it's not. <laughs> it's where coffee cups go to die, okay? Yeah. Where the, it's the thin layer of goldfish crust. If you need a snack, I got you. <laughs> and I clean my car every single week, so that's that tells you something. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of cheesesteak or hoagie, hoagie. All right. F- Mary kill. Ouch. Eagles, yeah. Phillies, Sixers. Oh God, I don't know. I just hope they're all having fun. Yeah, no. Right. <laughs> I hope they're all having fun. <laughs> Come over. I would love to see that. We should rent them all the mascots out. It'd be so fun. Well, who's your out of all of them, who's your favorite mascot? Gritty. Is yeah, that one of the choices? No, but he's got good hair, so we'll that just go great. with that. Okay, pick <laughs> your favorite. Will Smith, Bruce Springsteen, or Bon Jovi? Bon Jovi. Yeah. Twelve year old me says Bon Jovi. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Lastly, tell us a little bit about this. I mean, not only are you a realtor, you're also a florist. And we're heading into spring, summer, the busy season for both industries, real estate and weddings. How do you balance the two? If people are getting married or having events, where can they find you? I mean, you're a florist. You did my wedding. You crushed it. <laughs> your wedding was so much in a fun. hurricane. In a hurricane. That was a lot your of work. Was so much fun. Dude, oh was my a lot god. Of work, your wedding. So we was work so your wedding. It was work to be a guest there. We were <laughs> so <laughs> so to work there. We'll never do the end of it. Lost the women had too. mud up to their caves. Like yeah, it was we... a, like a deep south <laughs> wedding in nineteen twenty five. And the first gay, the first gay wedding in the deep south in the early 1900s. <laughs> That's what it felt like. Well, um, all right. First question: How do I balance it? I guess I really don't. It's always kind of hectic. Um, I mm-hmm. so this weekend, like today, I did a bunch of real estate stuff. Tomorrow, I'm going to have to work on a wedding, and then on Saturday, I have a wedding to deliver. So Sunday, I'm doing open houses and showings, and then Monday, I have a day off. God. Good. You deserve it. Seriously. (laughs) I rotate. Yeah. (laughs) I was telling Kristen this, Zoe, you need to know this. Last night I was telling Kristen, I said, I had this conversation with my wife. I said, Mary, if God forbid something happens to me, we own a couple of houses. What are you going to do? Who is going to help you? And she goes, oh, I'm just going to call Zoe. Like, oh. <laughs> well, you know that's what Billy's oh, doing too. Yeah. <laughs> you know it. Oh, I'll help you. You're on speed dial. <laughs> my friend called me yesterday. We were in our meeting. She's like, I called you because there was a plumber coming to my house. I didn't know, and I knew that if I called you, you would at least know that I was here. And I was like, All right, verify that you're alive in another ten minutes, please. <laughs> oh, <my gosh. laughs> so, I mean. Where can people find you online? Like, what's your social media? Like, um, so you can always find me on Instagram. Um, and I will, if I'm doing a pop up, I'll post in my story so you know when I'm doing it. It's usually around a flower holiday, like Valentine's Day or Mother's Day, but primarily I'm an events florist and primarily I do weddings. 
And I only do a select amount of weddings so that I can really give people attention and also not make myself crazy because I work from my home studio and we only have so much space here. So, <laughs> um, But we end up rolling out on the sidewalk and it's really fun. So a lot of people have found me by just wandering by my house and seeing a big bunch of flowers outside, which is really fun. It's fun doing weddings for those people that found me in that context. So that's like the the florist open house. Yeah. What's your Instagram? <laughs> Zoe Fox Flowers. Yep. And then you, my other house shenanigans, I'm Zoe Fox Homemaker. You can find lots of baby pictures and things like that. So. Hell yeah. <laughs> Puppies and babies and rainbows and all kinds of stuff. <laughs> well, Zoe, this has been so awesome, man. Yeah. I've been so pumped about having you on the show. Like, we can't thank you enough. Zoe, thanks so much for coming on. We really appreciate it. Thank you. We guys, love you. Love you guys. Oh, yeah. I love that shit. Okay, you guys. <laughs> I have a Twitter Philly Madness tournament. Tournament update, update from okay. the last episode. We're going to get the breakdown. All right. So, wait. Let's remind. Uh, let's recap. Let's remind we ourselves used to doing that. where we. So, I had originally said, I will say, I had originally said mm. that I was picking Pashong Square. Mm -hmm. And then you both told me that wasn't enough of a Cinderella. Yeah, right. Cinderella. And we stand yes. by that. So I switched right. mine to West Mount Airy. Yeah. Uh, Bill, what did you select? I think East Falls was my Cinderella, I think. You that said you you like, yeah, that was my Cinderella, but you actually said mm -hmm. Rittenhouse was going to win. You said, I think Rittenhouse takes it, but a Cinderella mm -hmm. is like a long shot. Who right. was your right. long right. shot? Right. But if a Cinderella gets to like the final eight or final four, that's a, that's a win. They don't have to win at all. You know Absolutely. what I mean? Like a, you're just saying like, how far can my Cinderella team get? So. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't make a pick, you guys. I don't know what happened. I kept saying Squirrel Hill because I became obsessed with it, like and I name. stand by that. I still want the t-shirt. I do. I love the name. The booze was probably kicking in, too, you know? By the end of the show, There's a high alcohol up. percentage yes. in Modelo. Okay. <laughs> you probably had in more than one. In a six-pack of Modelo? Yeah, exactly. In six of them. <laughs> but I remember asking you guys about the four number one seats. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. Rittenhouse, mm -hmm. The Gaberhood, Old City, and Washington Square West. And I said... Of the four, mm -hmm. who is getting yes. upset? Who do you think? Yes. And I called it. Yeah. And I'm proud. You did. To say. You did call it. You say watch. That was a smart, yep. that's a smart guess. Because you're right. Yeah, a I lot mean, of people at... don't know those boundaries and it gets mm -hmm. confusing. Mm -hmm. I, I think me and Kristen said Old yeah. City and yeah. We did. You were right. Yeah, yeah you were right. Dude. What was the final four? I don't even know. Why don't you give us that? So the final, the final four is, uh, is, um, it was Rittenhouse versus Pashong Square. That's a battle. And then there was a tie. Old City and Chinatown tied. Which so is they odd. stayed in the So fight. that was the four? So Chinatown crazy. and Old City? No. Or no? No, they were, they were a tie versus oh, okay. Gaberhood. Oh, okay. Versus the okay. Gaberhood. That's weird. So there was like a final vote, I think, between Old City and Chinatown. How did they do that? I don't okay. It was Confusing. just like, I don't even know. Right. But they did it. Old City beat those guys they beat the gayborhood okay and it, the final two was old city versus Pashunk wow. square okay i don't even know who won and i mean i guess Kristen does Pashunk square Pashunk okay. square won yeah which is who Can i you was believe selecting it? from the beginning but that yeah. wasn't the Cinderella. i mean look we know That's how walkable it is I really we know did. that uh-huh so walkable are. but that's how you seed right that's so and then it just becomes favoritism mm -hmm. like who's what it's a vote you know, it's a who, personal you know personal thing what neighborhood? You know? yeah right. they beat fishtown that's it so it was yeah. like the two the two neighborhoods with like all the you know all the peeps on twitter yeah in fact that's you know, an upset, fishtown was fishtown was like i think so too four they were in the final eight the final eight, eight. yeah final eight right mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um and passion square because them. fishtown's yeah. so big you know, what I mean, Pashunk to me, to me is still there's a lot in a in a small area. You well, because I mean? uh, they actually have it, which I didn't realize before. They actually have Pashunk Square and East Pashunk Crossing, so that's even smaller. Oh, they had them that's separated. Wild. Which I didn't realize oh, yeah. the last time. Yeah, but I'm they, seeing it now on this, one, on this chart really, that Dina sent. It should wow. have been one. Yeah, I didn't even, even notice crazy. that when we. were. Mm -hmm. I didn't even notice that the first time. And East Passion Crossing was a three seed. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but that makes sense. What was Passion Square? Well, it had, it had to be 
better than three, right? It had to be two or one. No, it wasn't a one. It had, it had to be to a two be. then. What? No, I think they were probably a it two. It had to be. Yeah. Wait, because wait. it has more. Chinatown was a two. No, I thought Chinatown was one, wasn't it? I thought it was Old City, Rittenhouse, Washington Square, Washington West, West, and Gaberhood. Okay, Gaberhood. Right. Okay. okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Pashong Square was a three seat as well. That don't in a different that region. Make sense. It's crazy. It well, interesting. Whatever. It's cray cray. But then, on this topic, Kristen, yeah, shared an article. Kristen, do you want to? Yeah. So just today, I thought this was interesting because we were just talking about this. Philly Magazine came out with an article that's the most walkable Philadelphia suburbs and neighborhoods. And I thought some of these were pretty good, too, because a lot of times people are we have a lot of people right now who are moving from the city to the burbs. And, but yet they still want to be in a very walkable like a town, like a true town, you know, with sidewalks and restaurants and bars and stuff. So I thought some of these were pretty good. Number the, the highest is Doylestown, which is in Bucks County, walk score of 96, which I thought was pretty cool. Um, right under that is Media in Delco, which is um, that makes 94 sense. walk score. Media is great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like, yeah. I love both of them. I like Westchester, which is kind of where I grew up. Westchester too. I haven't been there in so that long. That has a 94. Yeah. Westchester's a college town, so there's going to yeah. be like a lot of, you know, a lot it's of kind of far for stuff. us. That's kind of where I grew up. Bros. Bros. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> then Ardmore, walk score of 91. We have yeah, an office there. I can there. see that. Yep. I like I like Ardmore too. Um, then Haddonfield, New Jersey, with a walk score of also <gasps> ninety-one. Oh, Jersey's in there. So okay. nice. Jersey. Haddonfield's very That's nice. A bougie town. Yeah, I think yeah. it, then bougie yeah. South Jersey. Then it was town. Narberth with a walk score of ninety. Mm-hmm. Narberth is nice. Then Ambler. Uh, we go to Ambler actually quite a bit. I like Ambler. Walk score of eighty-seven. Then Bryn Mawr with a walk score of eighty-six. Then Wayne with a walk score of eighty-six. Merchantville, bougie. New Jersey. Walk score of 82. Oh. Woodbury, New Jersey. Oh, Woodbury. Wow. Woodbury. <laughs> Woodbury. She um, Mars. Woodbury. She Mars. <clears throat> oh, yeah. Really? Oh, yeah? Is that yeah. where she's from? Yeah. Well, Interesting. Woodbury Nissan. Okay. <laughs> wait, wait, wasn't that the then poor Richmond lady? Where'd she come from? Yeah. Yeah. Jenkintown with a walk score of 75, which I don't. I guess Jenkintown. I don't know Collingswood. I thought Collingswood would have been First, higher up, actually, but that's yeah, 74. Yeah, wait. This, then oh. Lansdale with 72, and that's it. And then this they have this great. really cool graphic, which I think I sent to you guys. I don't know if you had the chance to see it, but this cool graphic with just some of the Philly neighborhoods and their walk scores. But again, I thought some of them were Cute. kind of interesting because like, they've got Point Breeze in it at 89, which to me seems quite high because there's not that much there's really not to, that unless much unless you're to walking walk to, to another yeah, neighborhood unless you're walking to grad hospital to centrally walk to located right but not within yeah. the neighborhood east passion 99 northern liberty's 96 fishtown only a 90 so fishtown and point breeze know, are kind of the same that's which insane. is odd chestnut hills a 92 that's true right chestnut hills a 92 who's a 92 Chestnut Hill. Um, oh, Mount Chestnut Mary Hill made it to the city map. No. Yeah. Oh, it made that? it to the city map. I didn't know that. Inter- interesting. interesting. Wow. Maniunk's only huh. in 81. We are. We had That's, this long discussion last time. It's yep. confusing. Still yep. can very confusing yep. to me. Yeah. How Maniunk? Maniunk's got to be higher to me. I just yeah. don't get that. Fairmount 91. Yeah. So it's pretty cool. Yeah. Like Olney is 79 and Maniunk's 81. That's weird. Weird, right? You would That's think Maniunk would be That's much higher. That's super weird. What do yeah. I yeah, it's no, a I fun. Know. It's a fun. Anyway, it's fun. You know, and it, it came out just today. And I was thinking, gosh, this falls right in line with what we were talking about. So oh, that's cool. It does. Yeah. Was cool I mean, this share. is this is a good piece of information to to reference when you're just trying to, you know, learn, you know, see more places in Philly, mm-hmm. like neighborhoods you haven't been to. I mean, this suburban list is good to know because I, I mean, I don't think I've ever been to like ambler before you haven't oh there's a great barbecue no, place there I don't th- really yeah ambler's i would ambler's love to super check it cute out. Mm-hmm. i like ambler we go there we, that's not too far from us i don't know the jersey ones other than haddonfield and collingswood I, i've never heard of the other ones really but i know all the pennsylvania ones collingswood and haddonfield are like the ones to check out and then i would say morristown's pretty walkable as well i'm surprised they're not on there uh, they have a really good main street so Dan and Missy can chime in on that yeah. at some point. But 
I'm surprised. But Bill's um, gonna figure that out soon. Yeah, oh. Bill's moving to Jersey. Cinny mini. Jersey. But Bill doesn't want a walkable town. It. Bill wants an Applebee's. I don't, I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. Ideally, I would love to be, you know, in a town like Haddonfield where they have a downtown. Ideally, I would love it. But honestly, at this point, I mean, I, I've had, you know, walking areas my whole life. I don't care. I want the house. I want the space. I, I need a big yard. I have two rescue pit bulls and a two-year-old i want to be able to open my back door and let them all out go run and get tired (laughs) and then come back to dad when you're tired (laughs) so i need the space i need the space so ideally obviously i would love to have everything right but right now it's the market's insane like we've been talking about it's insane it's so competitive especially in the burbs and jersey right even more so than the city and it's crazy here Mm-hmm. So and I would take even like a grandma special. I even I actually I actually oh, like the yeah. older homes. I actually like I that. the well yeah. kept older home. I love that because yeah. I would keep some of the old mm-hmm. stuff. I don't need yeah. all the brand. It's so funny. We we sell houses all day long to buyers who want all the updates, and I don't care about any yes. of them. You know what I mean? It's just yeah. that's how yes. our tastes are. Just don't care it's so but sp- you know what we were talking about this at the team meeting yesterday because enzo mm-hmm. on our team is 27 bill you and i are about the same age let's just say mid 40s <laughs> 29 <laughs> oh <laughs> and yeah as i was saying like i always say to my buyers it's all about location like pick the crappiest house on the best block that's what you want it's location 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 you can always change the house you can't change where it's located but enzo and his generation which is not even millennials it's the younger generation they're saying no way i just want the house i don't care where it is i don't care if it's in the middle of nowhere or like the worst neighborhood ever it just has to be a, a house that's tricked out with every modern, you know, fancy thing. And I really don't care. And I'm like completely the opposite because I've never bought a house that didn't need a million, you know, a whole lot of work. Yeah. I love, I love doing the work. And they I like say that. that though, Kristen, but it's not always the case because <laughs> can I tell a story? Can I tell a funny story? Well, yes, until their parents so, come yeah. to the home inspection and then the whole so thing. Exactly. I had this young guy. <laughs> I, had, I had this young guy, it was a few years ago, but I think he was like 21. He was in sales. He was making a ton of money, and he, all he all he wanted was the house. He kept saying, "Oh, I don't care. I'm going to rent out the rooms. It's going to be me and like three three or four of my friends. I want new construction with a tax abatement, all the frills. Don't care where it is. I'm not going to say where the house was that he didn't like. <laughs> right? We'll keep that secret. But uh, he basically calls me as I'm driving to the house, and he said. Listen, remember that house we're supposed to meet at? Yeah, I'm around the corner from there. Can you pick me up on this corner? I'm not going to that house. <laughs> he was scared. Oh my, oh my to God. Death. Oh it was such my a, it God. Was, it was so funny. He got so scared. I'm probably going to have to cut this out of the show, but he goes no, into, no, no, a, no. He goes into a, a, a little corner store, right? Because he was nervous standing outside the house. It was just a rough, rough, rough block, right? Mm-hmm. So the owner of the store or the worker of the store is looking at him like, you going to buy something? <laughs> he said, I said to the guy, dude, listen, I got to be honest with you. I'm not going back outside. So I just need to stand here for like 20 minutes until my oh realtor my, picks me up. Uh, I'm scared to death. That's what he said. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, my so I picked him God. up in the store. I'm going to have to cut that all out of the show. So sometimes. The, the, no, I no, love you don't it's not that. All, That's perfect. It's not all about the house. They say that, and then all of a sudden, you show them something, and they're like, "Oh, uh, you know what? Maybe location's kind of like a little important. Maybe ten percent, just not zero. Yeah, it is still a learning experience. You say you want, you have your list before you step foot into a showing. You have your list." This is what I want. This is what I need. And then after a couple showings, that list starts to shorten and shorten and shorten. And you realize what really matters to you. And then you realize you're only going to get like two or three of the things you really want Mm -hmm. most of the time. But location is so important. It really is. I mean, that's that's a great story. When I meet with buyers, I tell them this. I say, you have buyers that only want the house. 
You have buyers that only want location, but I would say most buyers are trying to find a combination of the two. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. It's almost like the best house they can get in the neighborhood that they most want. Yeah. Um, yeah. But there are, but, well, like Kristen was saying, there are buyers that just want the house. Just like there is buyers yeah. that just want location, but not every buyer is capable of gutting a home. It's just not, you yeah. know, it's just yeah, not yeah, possible. Totally, totally. So you're looking for totally. like, most buyers are right in the middle. They're looking for mm-hmm. the house that they like, but also in the neighborhood that they like. Some kind of combination mm-hmm. of that. The sweet yeah. spot. The yeah. sweet spot. I always say there's like condition, location, and size are sort of like the three things when you're looking for a home. And it's awesome if all three line up. But in this market, it's almost like you have to, you'll be lucky if you get one of the three. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like it's kind of like it's that size, condition, location. If you have two of the three, you're doing pretty well. Yeah. But in this market, it's almost like you have to settle with one of the three. Oh, which yeah. Is, yep. Which is what's kind of tough right now. That's why this this market is hard. Well, even even when the market's not crazy like it is right now, I was on a buyer consultation and I was taking notes on what was important or what they thought they wanted from a property. They were moving to Philly from out of state. And as I'm writing, there were, I think I was on number 15 of what they wanted in this property. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, I'm, I, you know, because you do a consultation, you want to get all, you want to let the client talk and get all the information. But when we're done, honestly, it comes down to like, if you can get your top three things, mm-hmm. that's a buy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I always have to like let buyers know, like, it's not you. It's not your price range. I have this conversation with buyers in every price range. You can have a buyer that has yeah. crazy means and they're still settling to some degree. Not everyone's yeah. getting mm-hmm. exactly what they want. And I've seen it. I've seen it in every price. So it's mm-hmm. not just the 300 or the 600, over a million, even in the city. Like if you want to be in the city, you have you're, you have to make some concessions. If you can get three, mm-hmm. your top three things, that's a buy. And I think they don't realize that. They think that's a, a loss until you start going and looking at properties. Like until you, you're physically in a house looking at it on a showing, it doesn't feel real. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like- you still believe in Santa Claus. And then you're like, wait a wait, second. Wait, what are you saying, Dean? What are you to say? Oh, no. Oh, God. <laughs> For our younger listeners. <laughs> Way to go, Dean. You just ruined Christmas. Well, no, he's real. He's Italian, too. Santa, that's a real Italian Saint name. Nick. Fine. <laughs> but yeah, that's location, dude. I feel it. Yeah, that's sweet me. spot. That's me, location. All right, ladies, we have to get out of here. Special thanks to Zoe Fox for coming on and uh, schooling us on the rental market currently. It's 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 nice to hear that it's crazy as it is for the buyers and sellers right now. Like, why should she get all the uh, relaxation? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> anyway, ladies, we have to get out of here. So have a good weekend and uh, let's do it again next week. All right. Let's do it. Bye, guys. Bye, guys. Bye, guys.